double zero, and then we'll be moving over to Film Fight Club right now. Saturday. What day is it today? Wednesday. Exactly. Hi, this is Laurie Imbruglia, and I'm here to wish to SER a happy 40th birthday. Welcome to Film Fight Club. I'm Glenn Falcons. I'm a Falcon Screen, and we are joined by Sydney filmmaker Chris Evans. What up, peoples? And freelance writer and critic Farat Nehru. 40 years young. Now, it is... He's not 40 years old, by the way. No. Just, just... Oh, to SER. To, to SER is. But Farat Nehru is not 40... I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I'm just feeling like it these days. But yeah, I'm not, unfortunately. Or fortunately, I don't know, which one of those ones. So it is 40. We had, and if you are interested in the history of 2SER, and it's actually a really interesting history, go over to the projects in Redfern. I was there for the launch exhibition. 107 Projects, that is. Yes. That's, yes. Thank you for the clarification, Chris. Yes. 107 Projects in Redfern, right opposite from the Tudor, and there's an exhibition on the history of 2SER, which we are here to talk about this week because it is the 2SER support drive. We could not make Film Fight Club, and the others on the station could not make the programs they make without your generous support. So we are asking you, whatever you can, please do give this week. There are different types of supporter packages. We're going to run through them, but we do appreciate your support, and we do appreciate all you do to keep us going and fighting and talking about movies. Yeah, 2SER is hey oh i think i think there might be be a phone call coming in now we, we yes. just heard what well, this is great um we can't i think i think uh, anthony's on the phone who's picking them up but uh, yeah it's yeah. Uh, thank it's you great. for our fans and our listeners who call us right when we're talking because we're so amazing we'll give you a challenge this week we will fight about any film uh if you suggest it Exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll probably yeah. fight about it, actually, because we haven't been fighting as much. We only recently begun fighting from our last episode. So, yeah, our fighting... Uh, We're a very genteel fight club. Yeah. yeah. Film fight club. Film genteel fight club. But don't just pick a movie. Pick a subject. Pick a director. Pick anything. And pick something you know we'll fight about. You know us by now and exactly. what makes us tick and what makes us angry and excited. And, and if pick you a don't, bad what music- better way to get to know us? Exactly. Pick a bad musical like The Greatest Showman, which Glenn loves. And it is no, Glenn does not love The Greatest Showman. It has more redeeming qualities for which it is, <laughs> than it is given credit. Certainly there are many good, excellent numbers. The Zac Efron number with Zendaya is very good. This is Glenn's way of saying, I love The Greatest Showman. Did you guys... More redeeming qualities than it is given credit for is code for Glenn saying, I effing love it this It is The movie. Greatest Show. No, no, no. No singing. No singing today. <laughs> oh, We're asking for money. Okay? Yes. We need to do a professional presentation. <laughs> and We're it... not singers that you will pay to listen to. This is not no. vaudeville, but almost close no. enough. I mean, like, and Hugh, Hugh Jackman sort of is. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. But between um, all of this nonsense, we're going to review Judy today, by the way. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about Judy, which is in tomorrow, the new film from Renee Zellweger about Judy Garland, the icon. Um, oh, so that's what that was about. What okay. did you think it was about? <laughs> I just didn't Verrat, know. Verrat didn't see it. And, uh, but also, I think he thought it was a Judy Dench. Judy. You're, you're thinking Judy and Punch. That's a different bad movie. And that would, be, that would be great, actually, because she did look like Judy Dench from the sort of posters She kind of stuff. does. Yeah. Uh, but it's just the haircut. That, that's the compliment, I think, because I think Judy Dench is a fantastic actress. Anyway, I was making an appearance comment. See the trailer for Doolittle, by the way. It looks so bad. But it's just one of those films where you can tell from the trailer that nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, with, with like, Dr. Doolittle, 
the original, the Rex Harrison version, is one of the most watched films as a kid. I wasn't a fan of the Eddie Murphy films. Go back and watch the Rex Harrison film, and it's a giant snail, um, great song speech from Henry Higgins Real himself. Real actual animals who yeah. ruined the production uh, instead of CGI ones who also ruined this production. Okay, okay. The, 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 rumor are, the rumors are that this is a really troubled production, which I, I believe, since it's coming out in January, it's had a title change. Rumors are behind the, yeah, behind the scenes turmoil. They had a, a different director come in with a different writer for reshoots. Um, but just watching the trailer, it was like, what is the tone of this meant to be? Like, they're, they're not really telling you a story. They're just showing you weird clips. And Robert Downey Jr. speaks a couple of times in this bizarre terrible accent. So, and if you do want to hear us review Dr. Doolittle down the road, um, please do support 2SCR. The number to call in on and Anthony's on the phones right now is 95149500. That's 02951495500 or you can donate at 2SCR.com slash support. support. Forward slash support. Um, yeah, if we run out of money and 2SCR closes before January, there will be no highly anticipated Film Fight Club review of Doolittle. And Cats. But I've oh, been, Cats, yeah. yeah I've been, I've been, we need to review Cats. We need to review, oh dear. Yeah, I've been checking oh our, our reach and I think we've, we've reached some really interesting places all over the world so I think we need to reach other corners of the world yeah, which we this never is, get discussed. This is the power of 2SER. Apparently our podcast is very popular in Vietnam. Good morning yeah. Vietnam! Hey Vietnam, also, if you're listening, we, we appreciate it. Love yeah. the smell of napalm in the morning. That's, oh god. Oh, we just wow. say that live? <laughs> wow. Um, uh, yeah, wow. Okay. I was in Vietnam a few years ago. It's, a, it's such, it is the loveliest country. I was in Hoi An. Look, I, I've heard they're not country. big fans of napalm in Vietnam, right? No. <laughs> For good reason, I think, yeah. There are fans of our show, of which we are very appreciative. <laughs> yes. And Ireland, apparently, my favorite place in the whole world. One thing you might not know about Glenn yet from, to a, from this show is that he is obsessed with Ireland. I'm getting excited by Chris's green shirt right now. Yes, I mean, he's so obsessed with Ireland that he even made himself Irish in his own short film that he wrote. What? I think. No, no, you what, he, he he didn't make himself Irish, but, but he, was, he played Irish a fan traits. of Ireland. Yes. Oh, okay. right, yeah, 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 I know yeah, what you're yeah. referring to now. Yes, and if you want to hear us talk about our own films too, <laughs> and ourselves, what other opportunity will you have to donate to do so? I'll make sure that keeps happening. Ah, oh, yes, yeah. uh, we, Bumbling, yeah. was a, Bumbling was quite a fun watch. Yeah, uh, Chris was playing a version of me. Hang on, you me. mean quite a fun film to make? Quite <laughs> a fun <laughs> watch? You're not, we're not allowed to review our own films. That's <laughs> oh, one of the new rules of Film Fight Club. We should have done that instead of doing duty. We should have just reviewed Bumbling. Well, are we going to do duty or are we, we are, going we... to just keep telling you that if you go to 2SER.com forward slash support, you can help keep us going? Yeah, there's some cool things. Our concession uh, donations, 40, standard is 80, and there's passion lifetime supporters where you get a free shirt. And uh, if you're a lifetime supporter, a gift pack. I'd be told the free shirts come in a lot of sizes. As it was described to me, the extra extra large is big enough to fit Orson Welles or all our snide opinions. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, please donate. Oh, so there's a bunch of cool events coming yeah. up around the 40th anniversary. Um, Vic on the Park in a couple, on the 26th, they'll be broadcasting live. Yeah, um, we're going to have 2SER DJs playing music from 12 till 9 on the 26th of October. So we'll be there, actually. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm planning to go there. So. I'll be there because that's also during the World Cup semi-final, And Vic, I've actually been to a couple of games of Vic on the Park. So yeah, I'm going to just go to watch 2SER and then watch um, Which what World I'm Cup guessing will be Australian, the Australian-New Zealand game. It's the only World Cup that matters, the Rugby World Cup. No, the only World Cup that matters is cricket. But anyway, fair uh, enough. Well, not, well, they've changed we should, the rules. We should, we should, we should fight about that, actually. We're, we're not, that's, that's, Vic, that's the other show on the park which covers sport. They're going to talk about the rules changing cricket. 
cricket. That just happened. Very consequential. But that's what we're about. We're all about film. We are <laughs> going to talk about Judy, but one last thing I want to touch on. We're not going to talk about Judy. <laughs> oh, no. We're not going to talk about Judy at all. We're going to leave her out of this. If you want to hear more references to David Lynch, as we do every week, then you basically have to donate to 2SCR. Yeah, but look, 2SCR is the only station that would allow us three nerds to rant about films we like. Yeah. Um, that or allow... have like a two and a half hour just rambling discussion about Joker. And Swiss Army Man. And Swiss oh, Army Man. Three years after it came out. Like, yeah. It's the thing you've all been waiting and for. This is the discussion <laughs> of Swiss Army Man. But if it, if it is the thing you've been waiting for, it's on our podcast and you can donate so that we can keep making this this kind of content. 95149500 because we have given this new uh, segment every week, maybe the week segment, which isn't necessarily contemporaneous. It could be about a subject, an issue that is years past, but something you want us to talk about. We've paused it for these supporter drive weeks because we've been strictly instructed not to talk about film too much. <laughs> so, <laughs> on which, just this Doctor Doolittle thing, the, yeah. the accent yeah. it reminds me of the terrible Sherlock Holmes films where he has like okay. Watson, what have what? I done? No, but yeah, not that terrible. I, I, I still think bad. They were both bad. Those were the best Guy Ritchie films. Because the the things that he made after them were even more terrible. The so best like, Guy Ritchie films. The, the only two good Guy Ritchie films, and they were from twenty years ago. They were from over twenty. But years is ago. Lockstock actually a good movie? It's entertaining, yeah. and the characters wait, the characters are very wait, well drawn. So you it's, mean it's Lockstock okay. and Snatch, right? Yes, that's yeah. what I'm right. Did you ever see Revolver? No. I heard that that is just so weird that it's kind of. Amazing. No, I, I, I want to check. It's like a I've seen the original is... Revolver, like not the Guy Ritchie version. The... You, you, did you mean Rock and Roller? No, no. He he made a movie called Revolver, which got buried, and it involves a psychologist, like talking and explaining the film or Wait, things is like it that. The and it's Penelope a crime. Cruz it's a gang- one? No, it's a gang- No, no, no. It's a it's a gangster movie. It's yeah, a British I, I gangster, have heard of. Yeah, but it just one. sound sounded incredibly bizarre in ways that might be terrible. But I feel like I still have an obligation yeah. to watch it. Is he doing like The Kingsman Part Three? Kind of thing, which is now no, the no, gentleman, but Vaughan. but it's called the gentleman. You know, but the connection is that Matthew Vaughn produced Lockstock and Snatch. Uh, so we will. They all uh, look the same. Uh, they're, they're they're all kind of just yeah. not great. Well, what, we did review one of those a little while ago. Oh, so there are, there are any good British films? The British Film Festival is coming up. I caught a preview of the British did Film Festival. Just say, Festival are there any good British? <laughs> films? No, I said no, no. I said there are many good British films. Okay. That is in no way show solidarity with the English rugby team who are playing Australia in the weekend. But Britain do produce but a lot thing, of good the cinema. The thing that you raised actually about Doctor Doolittle kind of reminded me because I have never seen the Rex Harrison films. It's great. My Walk first with the animals. Talk with yeah. the animals. It's considered, it's considered my, my first introduction was were the Eddie Murphy movies, oh, yeah. and God, they were terrible. I'm so sorry. And they were terrible. So I was just like, why is there such fondness for Dr. Doolittle as a you know, yeah, well, franchise? The Eddie Murphy films had nothing to do with the character. Same like with the Nutty Professor. Not the Jerry, Jerry Lewis. Lewis actually good yeah. versions of the film, but now We should have a Jerry Lewis episode of Film Fight Club. Oh, gladly. But talk. we can only do that if you donate to 2SCR. <laughs> yes. No, no. Again, 2SCR.com slash support 95149500. There's different prize packs you, or donation packs you can get. And you, we really, really appreciate exactly. it. Exactly. So we can tell you how the King of Comedy is so much better than Joker. Because basically, that's nobody else is saying that. <laughs> no, but we shouldn't be self-deprecating. We should, we should promote the things that we actually do that nobody else does. Like tell you that David Lynch is and, great. Yeah, and, nobody and else likes David Terrence Malick. Or Terrence Malick. Only me. 
if we're going to go, yeah, only Terrence, there, there are a couple of good Terrence Malikas. We will review the new Terrence Malik, as Chris alluded to, but um, some of the things we, we actually are proud of, we do a lot of festival coverage, a lot of local festival coverage, which we adore, whether it be the Sydney Film Festival, um, we'll cover the, cover the British Film Festival, yeah, up the Underground Film Festival. It's getting hard to follow just what's going on in Sydney. We used to have resources like Urban Cinephile, but that's closed. Here's a good time to promote, since this is our self-promotion episode, Glenn's website, Festivez. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a festival database. Hap- uh, all the festivals that are happening in Sydney yeah. around the country. Um, uh, yeah, we're on Instagram and Twitter and it's, Facebook. Check it's it the out. online database where all the festivals reside. And there's a human database, which is Ian Barr, essentially. But those are the only two people, it's, and it's online and AI and human-related, who know film everything about film. Is, is also a thing I'd like to promote on this episode. Yeah, they're doing a pretty cool event tomorrow so, night. Yeah. Yeah, with Static Vision and Pink Flamingo. That's right. They're running a screening of the new Damon Packard film, Fatal Pulse. I've never seen a Damon Packard film, but I remember years ago at the Chevelle seeing the trailer for, um, I think it's called, yeah, Reflections of Evil. And it's kind of haunted my subconscious ever since. So this should be a good opportunity to see. Basically looks like zero budget trash, but really interesting. Yeah, $10 tickets, 7.30 doors for 8 o'clock tomorrow night at Pink Flamingo. And... uh, uh, Next Tuesday is yes. Long Day's long Journey, day's journey into Biff. Long uh, Day's Journey into Night uh, is screening uh, at the Palace Norton Street Cinemas. It's being put on by Static Vision, which is put on... It's a series of screenings, which is presented by our friends Felix and Connor. Connor Bateman and Felix Apple, that is. Yeah. Or uh, Content Bateman, as I like to call him. It's, yeah. Dang content. So that is happening Tuesday night. It's a 3D... Chinese art house extravaganza. And it's the it's, premiere. It's, it's never it's screened Sydney, in Sydney. It's never screened in Sydney before, and it's a film that I think will really reward you seeing it on the big screen because who has a 3D TV at home? No also, we had a... this whole controversy earlier in the year about it being marketed as a mainstream love story and people feeling they were duped when they ended up seeing an art house movie in China. Well, we're telling you straight up front, as we tend to do on 2SER, that this is an art house movie. Because, so we, yeah, yes. because we Again, believe nine five one four nine five double zero. It's 029514-9500. So let's talk a little bit about Judy. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Which, if you want to read my Judy review, it is up on Festivez. That's f e s t e v e z dot com. Judy is the new film from Rene Zellweger and director Rupert Gold about the Rupert uh, Gould. Gould, sure, Rupert Gold, Rupert Gold, about the iconic Gunning for Oscar Gold, though. Oh, oh, well, she is, and she'll probably get it. Yeah, Judy Gar- about Judy Garland. It covers Maybe. two chapters in her life: the early era prior to the Wizard of Oz being released, and the later era. In the late 60s, when she was a resident also, at the uh, London concert, a, a London concert town hall. Well, it's it's not just prior to Wizard of Oz being released. It's just Snatches. We also see her doing some kind of musical review type movie where she's now, I guess, an established star. But really, it just covers one chapter. I didn't find... The, the flashbacks just come through every now and again. And they're where my issues with the film start. Because the first one is the way that the film opens, essentially. Um, Actually, I, I took a different view. You like them? Um, the flashbacks were my favorite part, which was strange to me because the best thing about this film is actually Renee Zellweger and her performance, but she wasn't in the flashbacks. The flashbacks were good because they were surreal. They were harkening back to this era of Hollywood, which is now looked at in much harsh line, constantly debated. Certainly that styling was started with Billy Wilder in Sons of Boulevard and to an extent, singing the rain, looking back at this era, not in a completely nostalgic sense, but in a 
darker, tenser way. And I love how surreal it was. There's a sequence where they celebrate her birthday, but it's not her birthday. And there's a cake she can't eat and there's, a, there's water she can't swim in. And the colours, it reminded me of um, actually a lot of the... I think more attempts at what David Lynch is starting to try to do, not on the certainly not on his level. And, whoa, what he, whoa. Want, but what he was trying to, what others who try to emulate him pursue, and I think it did it relatively well here. I think for me, those sequences felt a little bit too like telegraphed, and stagey, and biopicy, and speechy. Like there, it's always a moment for a person to get up and make like a big speech about um, this is the way things are going to be around here, Judy. Um, and they're they're very slick in a way that contrasts with the rest of the film, which goes for a slightly more naturalistic kind of style. Um, for me, the bigger issue, though, isn't so much with those individual scenes, but that I didn't find that they satisfactorily tied back to the actual story, like to the, the main chapter of the film. Really, for this film to succeed, I think it needed to get below the surface of Judy's suffering because she's she's an alcoholic... She's addicted to prescription drugs and she's a wreck in the main chapter of the film, which takes place at the end of her life in London, where she's doing her final series of stage reviews. Um, But I don't think this film really satisfactorily dived below the surface. You just see see the events. You see that she's, she's drunk, she messes up on stage, relationships break down. But for a film this long, I want to see more about why did the relationship collapse beyond just that she's difficult? Why is she suffering so much? And I think the film tries to get at this with flashbacks to say that she's been traumatized and she's been put on a path to poor emotional function from an early age because of suffering such abuse at the early studio system. But I don't think the connections were really strongly made. I don't think it got there. I don't think it succeeds that well as a character study. So we're going to be talking more about Judy when we come back from the break. Um, we are in the middle of the supporter drive, so please do dig deep. Please donate what you can to 2CR. Again, there's the standard patch lifetime supporters. You get those T-shirts and the gift pack, if you're, especially if you're a lifetimer. That number is 029514-9500. And you can also donate at 2SCR.com slash support. Anthony's on the phones now. Please call in and we at Film Fight Club will be right back. On the Money is recommended for mature audiences only. It may and probably will contain explicit financial language, strong business themes, economic violence, coarse financial accounting, nudity, and credit references. 2SCR recommends discreet listening once per week at 7 p.m. Thursdays. Attention, bookworms. We're giving you the perfect night in this supporter drive. We've got a prize back with a $100 Glee Books voucher, a one-year digital subscription to the Saturday paper, and to top it all off, a $200 voucher from online wine retailer Drinks.com. To be in the running, head to 2SER.com support and become a supporter today. Entries close on October 25th at midnight. 2SER celebrating 40 years of supporter-funded radio. Love horror. Love manga. Check out the free exhibition, Retro Horror, Supernatural and the Occult in Post-War Japanese Manga. See over 70 original drawings, plus iconic reproductions, then get comfy in the reading lounge with a range of horror comics in English and Japanese. From 
October 18 to January 24 at the Japan Foundation Sydney Gallery. Get your fright on. The Japan Foundation sponsors 2SER. Considering postgraduate study, UTS offers strong connections to industry and understands the demands of your changing work environment. So don't leave your future waiting. Join one of our postgraduate info sessions this month. Whether you're looking to advance in your current field, change your career, or take the next step in your study, join us to explore where postgraduate study can take you. Search now for UTS postgraduate events and register today. Two SER sponsors. Discover Sydney's unique cultural history through the eyes and ears of 2SER. We've opened up our archives to the public in our very own exhibition, so you can explore the quirky stories and characters that have made up this beloved station since 1979. Learn about 2SER's role in the underground 90s dance music scene and some of the interesting perspectives that have come out of Sydney's local and independent newsroom. Check it all out for free at 107 Projects in Redfern from October 10 to 20, or head to 2SER.com slash 40th birthday for more information. 2SER, celebrating 40 years of supporter-funded radio. Here's a little throwback for you, all the way from the 80s. 2SER is part of Australia's alternative radio network, broadcasting diverse and informative programs throughout Sydney 24 hours a day. Keep it alive and subscribe. We were still preaching all the same things we love about 2SER, just like we are today. To become a supporter in 2019, head to 2 slash support and help us celebrate the last 40 years. And here's to another 40. Here's to another 40. Welcome back to Film Fight Club. And yes, that number again for the 2 SER supporter drive, please do dig deep. We do appreciate it. It's 95149500 or 2SER.com slash support. And again, if you donate, uh, you know, and you want us to fight about anything, a film about... um like someone's great or terrible taste in movies, we'll fight about it. Just, just let us know. Like, yeah. we're, we're down. We fought about Modi on the show. Pick a fight We've with had us. our fair share we, we of politics. There's not really much of a fight to be had <laughs> regarding our opinions about Modi here. No. So, or, or local politics, really, we're kind of yeah. not yeah. too just different. But movies, no, we, we, movies, we have diverse opinions. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. true. And, and yeah, it, is, it is about the political climate now. It is all movies are all about politics and we're, we're, the we're, democratic the, nominations. The, we'll fight about how quickly we think climate change is going to, you know, swamp the, yeah. you know, the inner Sydney. The only the, Hollywood and yeah, the, 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 the Kodak Theatre. The, the, the only right impeachment now. we care about is the scene from Call Me By Your Name. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, see what you, 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 I see what you did there. I get it. All right, okay. yeah. I, I saw a gag, a similar gag going around on Facebook earlier yeah. today, and I didn't, it didn't, I didn't get it. I needed to hear it out loud. Yeah. So that's what radio brings you. That's there you go. Yeah, so juicy content to a CR. So <laughs> for juicy content. So head on over um, next week in the 26th to Vic on the Park. Um, there's awesome prize packs with t-shirts, and yeah, we're talking about Judy. So picking up on Chris's comment earlier. Seems I, like such an Oscar bait movie, to be honest. It, it is. is an Os- it is an it Oscar is. bait movie. It's it's an Oscar bait for Renée Zellweger more than anything else. Like she probably will win the Oscar for this. My, my take on it is, but should she? Like sh- should but, actors who play bef- like great roles in mediocre movies win Oscar? I didn't say it was a mediocre movie. I don't think it's a mediocre movie. I think it's better than most musical biopics, which isn't a high bar. It does a lot of the walk hard things. You know, the text scrawled across the screen, um, the standard struggling, uh, sorry, the struggling star. I do appreciate that it doesn't work to an extent as a character study because they try, even though they focus on two chapters of her life as opposed to covering the whole thing, they try to pack way too much in. We have references, uh, they, they, the whole narrative uh, with the Finn Whitrock character, her fourth husband, 
um, didn't was it entirely separate thematically from the story of her struggling on the stage as a star, it's, and it brought try to bring back her personal struggles, including as regards her relationship with her third husband, played by Rufus Sewell, and they re- reference Vincenta Minnelli throughout the film, and certainly Liza Minnelli um, in terms of her family a makes a, in a someone who was miscast as Liza Minnelli, I should say, but. They they try to put too much in here. They could have focused on the early era, so just purely the Wizard of Oz time. They could have focused on just this late era. They could have focused on one of her relationships and made a film out of all that, but they chose to, even for the limited amount they pack in, to pack in way too much, and it's not it's too much to tell I and convey properly within a two-hour movie. I think it could be done. Um, it's just that this film is, like I was saying before, super surface level, like... I don't feel like they were able to really delve into the depth of any of the characters. Everyone outside, like I said before, Judy has some really dark depths that I don't think it satisfactorily gets down to. I don't. I, and I know that maybe what I'd say, it sounds like I'm asking for is easy answers to a very complex person of, and a very complex problem of how a person loses control, basically. But um, I feel like there could have been more depth in going into her suffering, and I feel like maybe the the film was afraid to go there, that there because it still, despite being a film about quite a turbulent time, has a kind of light, airy, the senior citizens can go and catch this at Dendy lunchtime yes. feel and, to it. And you know what? That is the core audience. The yeah. core audience is people who know Meet Me in St. Louis, who know A Star is Born, yeah. and want to go see a Judy Garland it's, biopic. It's too compromised a film to really delve into this subject so, matter with the darkness and the depth it deserves. But it's it the British Film Festival audience. Yes. Well, but it also has to do two things importantly. One is Judy Garland's name has been widely raised in relation to, uh, as a historic example of the issues the Me Too movement has raised. The film does go into this in some detail. I agree with Chris that it could have gone into more. Another aspect of it is that Judy Garland is for has for many years been a major icon in the queer community. And I should note that I saw this film uh, with Renée Zellweger in attendance at a queer screen screening over at the Randall Gritz uh, not, so, not too long ago. It is a matter of de- uh, debate, the extent to which Judy Garland was either cognizant or aware or um, necessarily interested in she the fact aware that she... That, that it was brought up in... I've seen that it was brought up in interviews before she died. I, well, my point is that she wasn't necessarily aware to the extent to which she had a following within the queer community or the extent... And it's debated the extent to which it was relevant to her. Hmm. The film... And to that point, it may not have been included in the film at all, but the film does have one sequence where it touches on this thematically, and I quite like the sequence. It's a little more touching and heartwarming within the film. It's, I was conflicted because on some levels that sequence is touching. I agree that it is heartwarming, but then they try to call back to it towards the film, and it's such an obvious telegraphed kind of um, movie moment. To designed to give her this big triumph to leave the audience on a on a positive note, and but the way that it uh, the way that it brought in these gay characters from earlier in the film was ridiculous, I thought, personally. Like, it's it's such a, like, okay, it's the movie moment. I can't really really get out what I want to say yeah, because from, it's a spoiler. From, from, from our perspective, it uh, was pretty outlandish. It's very on the nose. I still enjoyed that moment, as I did the new dimension they gave to 
uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which is her most famous song. And actually, Chris and I were chatting about this off air. It's arguably the most famous song in the history of cinema. It's probably the most famous movie film ever. We were talking about what movie films we, songs we should play if we have to faff around too much on this episode. <laughs> and we, somehow we didn't think to play Somewhere Over the, the Rainbow. rainbow. No. But, um, no. So, Guess it's not that popular. So, hey. so we, we can play it in the subsequent episode, but to do that, you know, we need you to you know, keep, keep supporting to us. Um, so please do donate. The number is 029514 Anthony's out there to take your calls. And the, the website is 2SER.com slash support. And there are those cool prize packs. How do we feel about... Also, I should say gift packs and the shirt. Yeah. How do we feel about Rene Zellweger's And there are prizes, I should say. There are prizes for... Um, which you go into the draw. Speaking and you can... of prizes, Rene Zellweger's Oscar courting performance... <laughs> She's good. Like I won't. She she can sing. She's got an amazing set of pipes on her. Um, she, she, she transforms into the role. Pipes yeah. on her. Okay. Watching watching her. Yeah, she does. Watching her sing. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be as good as Judy Garland, but she really gives her all. She was amazing um, as a singer. But for me, I, I find it difficult to think that we should give prizes to these sort of bland Oscar bait movies because, like I said, I I don't I think. It's a testament to her performance that there's any kind of depth to her struggle because I think that all comes from Renee Zellweger as opposed to the writing. But she's trying really hard Look, in I, this movie. It's definitely... I, they, if, they, I'm not she, just saying that it doesn't work or that it's bad, but there is a tendency for us to give awards to, like, this act is really, really trying. And she is, and she makes it worth it. She, she's by far and above the thing at the film. I was trying to critic outside after the movie, and he made the comment, which I broadly agree with, the film is good when it gets out of her way, when it just allows her to Which perform. is what the performance, the uh, scenes of Renée Zellweger singing do. Um, it's it's great. Oh, to, it's grand. Because, yeah, she's embodying Judy Garland. It's great, but it doesn't work when it... At everything else it tries to do, and all of the side characters, like the, the oh, they're nothing. Oh no, uh, Je- Jesse Buckley, she was good. She but was good. But it she was, had it, was to do. it was an under it, uh, such an underwritten role. The same as was the Finn to... Whitrock role. Yeah, it was the, a f- her her new husband. Yeah, the, that relationship we see, it, and the Michael Gambon role too. Yeah, we see a wedding, and then the relationship fall apart, and we're confused as to why or what what happened there. It would be yeah. better off either just being alluded to or not being in the movie if they weren't going to supply real interpersonal dynamics to that relationship and show us why she went into it, why it fell apart. You don't get to know Judy Garland very well in this film. So Judy is in cinemas tomorrow. And thank you for Queer Screen for putting on the the, first, the premiere um, or just, the, just a week ago. Um, we will be back next week talking Sport Drive and more movies and in the coming weeks. And thanks to your generous support. We'll talk about El Camino, the Breaking Bad film now on Netflix. Yes, very good. One of the better films of the year, in my view. Certainly a much better film than Judy. And the number to donate to 2SER, and there are prizes and there are cool packs. It's 02 9500 and the website is 2SER.com slash support. Um, stay tuned for The Sonic Assassin. Come on the 26th to Vic on the Park. Check out 107 Projects in Redfern. It's a really cool exhibit. Um, stuff I didn't know about 2SER and just more broadly broadcasting history in Sydney. And the amazing amount of people who've walked through these doors and contributed. We really, and so we really do appreciate your support. This has been Glenn Founds and Chris Evans and right there on Film Fight Club. Thank you to all of us at, from all of us at 2SER for your support. Have a wonderful night. Enjoy movies. Good night. Next week, we'll see you again. <laughs>